0: This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe, and welcome to our circle. Well, hello, everybody. This is Readers Entertainment Radio, and my dog has been completely silent until I come on the radio, of course, because now there's a squirrel outside. Hold on one second. Yes, there it is. Go, go. Okay. Okay. Um, it is Thursday in November uh, 14th, and if you didn't know this, Bands of America is having a massive competition this weekend in Indianapolis as well as Utah, so I really appreciate all the hard work all those kids are doing, and congratulations for getting there, and good luck, everyone. Have an amazing, amazing week, but for us. We are going to have an amazing time here because we're going to talk to one of my favorite people in the world, author Rich Amui. And I found him years ago when I was just kind of wandering through Kindle, my Kindle and my you know, uh, Amazon, but he writes fabulous romantic comedies, and then I've had the pleasure of getting to talk to him um, in person several times at some conferences. So today we're going to talk to the author of all sorts of fun books. Like um, it's not you, it's not PMS. It's you dying to meet you. There's something about a cowboy, Madam Love, actually, and all sorts of other fun rom com that you will want to download to your Kindle immediately. So welcome to the show, Rich and Mui. How are you, my dear?
1: Thank you. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. The dog's outside now. It's it's 40 degrees and raining, and she's just insistent that the weather has changed from the last 10 minutes. Um, now that it's sunny in your kind of weather So
1: oh. it is not
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she's, she's a dog You know it's it's. Uh, I don't know if you ever read that book Door into Summer uh, By Richard Heimlin uh, But there's no. a there's Yeah there's a guy in it Who's got a cat named Pete And the cat There's eight doors in the house And the cat goes to every single door When it's bad weather Waiting for the door in the summer so yeah, so that's what she does all day.
1: <laughs> dogs will be dogs.
0: They will, they will, and you. I mean, fun, and characters are fun to write like that because you, you know, because you have a lot of really fun characters in your books, and so you, you started writing not too terribly long ago because you had done some other f- cool, fun stuff before you became a full time writer.
1: Yeah, I, I did have a, a fun career on the radio as a a radio personality DJ that uh, that was 33 years and yeah that was definitely a lot of fun and I love music so you know I think that's probably one of the best careers you can choose if you love music
0: Oh for sure and you've done all sorts of events I mean you've also done DJing for weddings and I don't want to say weddings and funerals because I don't think people have a DJ for a funeral but although it would make a very interesting story so there you are um actually I've done but... I've done
1: 3 three funerals I think um but uh, yeah? when when I did them they called them celebrations of life and so uh, okay. what I would do is I would go and play uh the the favorite music all the favorite songs of the person that passed away and then they would talk about positive memories and there was food and stuff like that so it was it was more of a positive take on somebody passing away.
0: Was it when the, the ones that you did was it something that the person who was had passed away had died they had they been a part of that decision making like say they were in hospice or they knew something was coming or was it something they had the families knew what music they wanted or was it something the families had put together I mean what kind of mix of of different things did you see
1: um i th- I think on one of them uh, if I recall correctly the the person who passed away said, uh get rid of your sad faces uh, you know my time is coming, and I want you to celebrate all the the fun memories that we had together so they you know they they did exactly what she requested and put mm-hmm. together collages of fun pictures and all of her favorite songs she was a beach boys fan so i played a lot of beach boys music and and they right. talked about a lot of the positive things in her life and um the uh the other one i did i um they just decided to go that route instead of going the the other route, uh, the other way mm-hmm. of doing a, a you know a service in a church or or at the cemetery. They just decided to make it a celebration of of life of the person's life and all they yeah. accomplished and and all the hearts uh, that that person touched. Wow,
0: I, I mean, I I can imagine initially if no one had ever been to something like that, it would be a little. Um, people would approach it kind of cautiously. It's like, do we, you know, have fun? Do we dance? Do we all... But I mean, I would think by the end of the the event, people were understood that it truly was a celebration of life that you that the person had hoped it would be.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what the that you know most people wish for is that you know when they leave this earth, they they don't want they want people to continue being happy and going on with their lives. And um, it is a little bit different here than. You know, my wife, Sylvie, who is from Spain over there, they they take care of the deed of, you know, saying goodbye to the person within 24 hours. Um, they, the it, It's planned the very next day after a person dies. And the what's complicated with that is it doesn't matter if there are family members who are on vacation out of the country. Most of them will miss their own parents or family members funeral because it's always mm-hmm. done almost always the very next day
0: wow wow is is that just culturally or is it religiously yeah. or is it's it a, I mean, it's,
1: okay it's a it's a, <laughs> a it's cultural i don't know if it's a feel if it is religious uh in nature as well but um we were on vacation in spain going to see some site and then one of my uh, my father-in-law's best friends passed away, and we had to cut the trip short and get, head back immediately so we could be there mm-hmm. the very next day for that. And I, I, I I think things are changing over there now, and it's not always the case, but I know we did. We just happened to talk about this recently, and um, but they're they're doing things a little bit different now. Like uh, even Halloween is catching on over there now. <laughs>
0: oh wow. <laughs> and i'm sure you you probably dj'd a few halloween parties or uh events as well
1: oh yeah yeah definitely and that's one <laughs> thing i've I've thought about doing is writing a halloween romantic comedy at, at some point mm-hmm. uh um but there, i have so many ideas i think i i have a a word document with with things that i want to write and i think I have it up to. Well, I can. It's right here on my desktop. I can tell you, I have <laughs> forty, forty-six ideas for romantic comedies that are right. on here, on this list. And um, so, yeah, lots of things to write. I need to write faster.
0: Yeah, I think I was, I was talking to my daughter the other day, and she said, "Boy, if I had a magic wand, I would help you get all of your." work done like all of your ideas and i just thought <laughs> it's just endless you know, because it's we all do it you know we find oh that would be a good story and that would be a good story it just it's just like trying to read everything in the bookstore in one day you just can't
1: yeah um one of my author friends just came up with a pretty good idea for me the uh, was it yeah day before yesterday I was talking about one of the hardest things for me is to plot a book to do the outlining Mm -hmm. to kind of dig in deep and before and i need it when i'm writing i i can't uh when i wrote some short stories it was easy for me to pants it and without an outline and I was okay. But when I'm writing 70 or 80,000 words, I definitely need an outline or I'll go crazy. And one of my author friends sure. came up with an idea a couple of days ago, because I really, really suck at writing outlines. They're really, it takes me forever. And uh, and it's just a waste of time for me. I wish I could write them faster. So she came up with the idea of like, getting my wife to write the outline for me and then I can just sit down and write. And I thought, Oh wow. Or, or I can even find somebody. I give them the idea of my story and have them write the outline for me. And then I just sit down and write, I said, Hey, this is not a bad idea at all.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Or even you could um, dictate to yourself an outline idea. And then maybe somebody could like throw down the main points of it or just write it out. That's a
1: possibility. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that the thing that has been the fastest for me is when I get to brainstorm with other authors, which doesn't happen too yeah. often. In fact, I just mm-hmm. I just saw on Facebook today an author friend was taking off for three days to go, and she does a plotting weekend with other authors, and what they do is mm-hmm. they plot their next two or three books Together over the weekend, they help one author, and then 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 you know if there are three authors, by the time the end, the weekend is over, they have their next three books plotted for all of all three authors. And I love right. this idea, but I just don't. Uh, I have the time, but I don't have author friends who have the time um, and energy to do something like that. But I would love to do that.
0: Yeah, I've I've talked to several friends of mine as well that they go off for, you know, a long weekends and, and they all leave with the next I mean, their entire next year's slate is full. So they, they you know they already know what they're gonna write their next three or four books. Um or even a series, they plotted it out. So yeah, it's it's sounds fantastic. But you're right, because brainstorming with others, I think you we tend to not um stay in the the bubble. As much when we're brainstorming with others, that we don't have to necessarily explain why we're writing what we're writing. Um, It it helps to know that okay, we all know this is fiction, so nobody needs to worry about my search history, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I can just throw it all out there. Um, And and it's fun because some some of your friends will come up with some really weird stuff too, and you're like, oh oh wow, I didn't even think about that, you know, um, and take it in fun Oh yeah, definitely when you're
1: when you're banging the ideas back and forth between two or three or four people, it's amazing what they can come up with to help you. And it's, uh, yeah, I love brainstorming with other authors. I wish I could do it more.
0: Well, I know that that's um, like the conferences that uh, we all tend to go to, you know, whether they're the large ones or the small ones. Um, I think that's one of the best reasons to go. Um, Cause I know, when I first started, it's like, well, why would you go to a writers' conference? No, you can here' you can buy the book on plotting or or you know deep POV and all that. Um, but I think this is the stuff that you can't really, you, well, you can't get out of a book to brainstorm with others and be around like minds. It makes a difference.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, because I've read three or four or five or six of those plotting and outlining books and, you know, I read them and, you know, they say, you know, 10, 15 simple steps to plotting your next book. And, you know, I've read so many of those things and it, you know, really, they don't help me that much. I just, Mm -hmm. I need to bounce ideas uh, back and forth and. Uh, and I come I just come up with them so uh I'm not that analytical like in some of the books where they tell you to analyze this and then come up with this my brain doesn't work that way Mhm mhm
0: But in your latest book and and the title is funny as well as the cover is great <clears throat> It's not PMS it's you Tell me about this
1: story I just wanted to write a story about a confident woman who doesn't take any crap from men and when she walks into the room she's got her head up and she just you know she's not scared of anything at all and i just wanted to put some men in their place as well (laughs) and i just (laughs) i just thought it would be a lot of fun to take to take a powerful woman and just let her let her go and do what she's you know what she's good at and not let anything stand in her way and um and and then throw a little curveball at her that you know a near death experience and now she's starting mm-hmm. to think yeah she's a high powered career woman who's about to be managing partner but uh by putting her career number one over everything, she, she doesn't have love. She hasn't had love. And now she's thinking after the near death experience that she's smart enough to have both. And then she goes on a mission. Mm -hmm. She puts together a business plan to meet the perfect man.
0: And, you know, it's interesting that it's, it's, you Weave it to where it's not just she just has an epiphany one day walking down the street. I mean, something really happens to her to make, make her see, is this the direction I want everything to go? And then it is, but I want to add this other layer versus instead of, um, which we've yeah, seen a lot of she, it's it's not.
1: This. Yeah, she does, she does not have any intention of giving up her high-powered career at all. She just thinks, you know, I don't want to live and die alone. And Mm -hmm. I, I, there's a, I'm smart enough. I have an MBA from UCLA. I've, I've gotten this far in my career. I'm smart enough to figure out how to make that happen. And so this is her journey of looking for the man and making a list of the perfect man, which, um, the part of the fun for me is I get to write all of these horrible dates that she goes on. (laughs) Because she thinks she needs, she thinks she knows, you know, the man that's perfect for her. But oh, she's all wrong about that. She's smart in her career, but the man she thinks she needs is, you know, is is totally opposite of what she has on paper. And that's part of the fun, from from my point of view, is writing. I like to torture my characters a little or a lot, and uh, sure. so I I give her a good dose of that. Before she she has her happy ending.
0: <laughs> well, I love I love that you always have even in your in all of your books you always have a really nice balance of power between the hero and heroine. It's not um, you know one's waiting to be rescued or um, you know an apathetic character. I mean they're both invested in their lives for sure, and then they're also invested in each other by the end of your stories. Was that something you had always wanted to write? Or was that something you thought, well, I'll just try it? Or what was the process of you getting to this point with your book or books?
1: I I think I think uh, my characters, that I've always had my characters that they're, you know, deep down, they're good, decent people. And just mm-hmm. along the way, they've made some poor decisions here or there and they're not perfect and they sometimes they lose focus and and those things need to be corrected at some point and at some point they come to the realization that you know this is not for me i need to do this or i need to do that and um the the one thing that i don't uh, that i i haven't done is i i, I don't have characters who have been walked over uh, all over. I don't I don't like mm-hmm. uh I don't like weak characters. I don't mind that they have imperfections, but you know, I don't like the woe is me character. I've got nothing. Oh, nothing goes my way. This I I'm I've never been into that type of a character. I I want them to I want them to have positive things in their life, but I also want to give them the imperfections and things that they can change and uh, for the better. And right. along the way, typically what happens is the person they meet is the one that helps them make a change or makes them realize that, hey, um, I've been doing this all wrong, and mm-hmm. I need to fix that.
0: Right. And it may have been a flaw that they were well aware of before. They're just not um... – you know, it, it's like, kind of why change now, type thing. Um, and then you find something. I mean, we all do this. You know, okay, well, fine, I won't throw, I'll put the toothpaste cap back on, and I'll, you know, <laughs> I, I won't. Uh, it, it, there's just all these little things that we do when we get with the person we want to be with. Um, but it doesn't change who we are, innately who we are. So I, no, I like, like that root, you root let them be the who they story. are.
1: Yeah, yeah, like like for instance, in it's not PMS, it's you. Ruth knows exactly who she is, and she mm-hmm. has purposely uh, man- maneuvered her life in a way to put her career number one. It's not that she it's not that she's hated men or that she's had horrible experiences with men. It's just she put them in second behind her career, and she mm-hmm. wanted to you know, to go to the top in her career. And um so she never really had issues with men uh per se, like horrible experience to discard her. So she doesn't want to date or she doesn't think, you know, that she'll ever fall in love. Mm-hmm. She just had a, her career was her priority. And um and and one of the things for her was uh, she didn't want to get distracted and feelings equal distraction. So for her, sure. uh, you know, she she knew that if she got involved with somebody that she would head down the the wrong path, it would take her focus mm-hmm. off of her career, and then she wouldn't be able to achieve her career goals. But in the end, mm-hmm. she figured out a way to, you know. She, she, after the near-death experience, she said, I'm smart enough to figure this out and and have both.
0: Right, right. Um, So you've got – it's not PMS, it's you. But you've got all these other delightful um, stories as well. I mean, there's something about a cowboy. You've got Board of the the Rings, which is (laughs) fabulous. Um, And, you know, you have a, a holiday title, Kiss Me in the Snow. Um, and mm-hmm. you talked about doing potentially a um, Halloween one, but are you do you have a Valentine's themed one? Because we've got holiday, you know, Christmas coming up, and then we're going to be shooting
1: right into Valentine's. I've um, I've uh, tinkered with the idea of having, having a Valentine's Day romantic comedy, and it's it's mm-hmm. on my list. I do have uh, a potential <laughs> 40 story. Plus, uh, to, yes. <laughs> yeah. There's there's one in there that's a Valentines. The one I'm leaning towards right now and I've never done it and it it will be a little more work for me because it's a little more complicated is I want to do a modern day time travel romantic comedy. And
0: Okay.
1: I've never I've never done one but um that it's it's uh, been on my radar for a while. You know, I'm a fan of the movie Groundhog Day. And Mm -hmm. um, there was even a movie, I don't know if that was a couple of years ago now. I'm not good with time. It could have been five years ago, but it's actually called About Time with Rachel McAdams. Um, And Mm -hmm. it was a great modern day time travel romantic comedy that I enjoyed a lot. So I'm kind of leaning in that direction right now for my next one, which I, I have to figure out here pretty soon because
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: I don't like to have too much time in between the books.
0: Right. And are you writing something right now? Are you deciding what to write right now?
1: I'm, I'm working on something slowly, and it's not mm-hmm. a romantic comedy. It's actually the, okay. it's, it's more women's fiction. It's drama, and it's the story of my mom's life.
0: That's right. We've talked about this a few times.
1: Um,
0: and your mom so sounds I, like I a tremendously a... strong woman.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's been through <laughs> so much, so much drama that uh, I, yeah, I have a feeling when I'm done with that book, it, it's going to probably make it into a Lifetime movie or something because it's <laughs> pretty, there's some pretty serious stuff in there that goes on in her life. I, I I'm still you know, amazed how she got through what she had to go through and where she is today. So uh, that's something I'm working on. That's a little more complicated because of all of the things that happened in her life, all the information I have and trying to weave that into a creative fiction uh, story Mm -hmm. that's, you know, based on a true experience. It's uh, it's complicated. So I'm not working on it full-time, and I I am just like when I was writing It's Not PMS, It's You, I I was working on the other book at the same time, but um, putting more focus on the romantic comedy than, than the other book.
0: So how do you balance that? Because you've got two very different stories that you're telling, and so when you have two projects going on at the same time, how do you switch brains for
1: that? That's actually not that difficult since they are so different. If I was writing two romantic Mm -hmm. comedies at the same time, that's where I think my brain would get into trouble just because of the characters. And since I'm writing humor and quirky characters, I think that's where I would get into a lot of trouble if I tried to write two romantic comedies at the same time since these are so different there i mean in my mom's story there is no humor at all it's complete drama um just mm-hmm. you know there there are some positive things that will happen in the story um where she ends up in the end is you know she 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 had to go through a lot of stuff but there there is a, a light at the end of the tunnel and so i i do have that but they're so completely different um that it hasn't been that difficult to separate them. I've even been toying with the idea of writing a mystery. And if I do, I I'm I'm not sure if I would write it at the same time as a romantic comedy, but they are completely different. So I don't think that'll be too much of an issue.
0: So you've got um, your mom's story. You're working on another romantic, you're you're deciding on which next romantic comedy to, um, to write. And, you are, you know, you, you write full time. I mean, what what are some other things that you do to get inspiration when, you, when you're out and about? I mean, are you always looking, or is it just one of those things where you say, oh, you know what, I could put that in there? I mean, it, do you just tuck it away?
1: How are you, how do you uh, collect your information for your stories? I, I mean, like this list that I have, of of my stories that I I want to write in the future, and sometimes I'll remove something there after a while. It, it, it popped into my head. Let's say I was at the beach, and mm-hmm. I thought of like, like I thought of uh, doing, for instance. Um, I had an idea when I was on the beach of doing a a, a Christmas a Christmas story, um, but the 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 heroine and the hero they met in Hawaii in Christmas and it was 80 degrees. And I, I had that idea for a while, but then I thought to myself, you know what? Most people who want to read Christmas stories want to read about the snow and the Christmas trees and the presents and the different things. So Hawaii, it's, it doesn't, it's not going to feel like a Christmas story really. If mm-hmm. if I set it mm-hmm. in Hawaii in December. So, like, for instance, I had that idea for a while, and then I removed it from my list because I thought, no, when people want to read Christmas stories, they want to read about Christmas. And not always, but most of the time, they, they, there should be some snow there somewhere. <laughs> right.
0: Unless you're and, in you know, the southern hemisphere, then it's a very different Christmas um i had True, a, but a friend I, of mine but i don't i don't right.
1: see those too too often on the, on the christmas list i don't see southern hemisphere christmas stories on the on the right
0: that's fair um i remember a friend of mine years ago was in for, in sydney for a year and a half and she said christmas was very weird for her because she was actually from denver and mm-hmm. um so she was there and it was their summer so she said everybody got pool supplies for christmas <laughs> and you know <laughs> Doing barbecues on the beach and everything so she said it was very different you know but i mean it was it was great it was just different uh,
1: oh i would so, i would love that i would love to go to australia for christmas or some uh some place mm-hmm. in the southern hemisphere i just don't think it would make the greatest story for a christmas story um that you know an author is trying to sell this story in november or december um i don't i don't know I mean, obviously, I'm not an an expert on, on marketing, that kind of thing. But I'll give you an example. Last year, since we live in San Diego, last year on Christmas Day, we were on the beach here in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And I was in my, my shorts and my, you know, uh, short sleeve shirt and my, my sandals. And it was, I, I think it was, was that last year or the year before? I can't remember. But it was it was almost 80 degrees, and we were on the beach, and we loved it. We had our Santa stockings on our heads, and we were taking selfies mm-hmm. on, on Christmas Day on the beach and absolutely loved it. I just don't know if that will make a, the greatest uh, romantic comedy or story, but we enjoyed it. I don't
0: know. It. You know. Yeah, I mean beaches are always um... – great place for rom-coms. And so, I mean, and speaking of that, oh, hold on, the dog has to go back outside now. Okay, there she goes. Um, it was a, definitely a squirrel this time. Um, but uh, <laughs> with with um you you know, writing rom-coms, you always have liked romantic comedies growing up and you know, into your adult oh, life, yeah. was that your movie of choice? So, tell Absolutely. me your Absolutely, it
1: still is and can. even even Go
0: ahead. <laughs> And tell me your top five favorites.
1: My top five favorite rom-coms.
0: Rom-com movies,
1: yeah. Mhm. Oh man. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is not good. How can you do this to me? There, there are uh, well, way <laughs> too many. Okay, I'll give you some. I'll give you some of my favorites, and I'm not going to put them in any particular order. But I'll give you okay. some of my favorites. Um, Okay. More recently in the last uh, five or six years, I would say the proposal with Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock is um, Uh – I think I've seen – we've seen it probably five times in the last Mm -hmm. five years, I'm guessing. Um, Notting Hill is always near the top of my list. Okay. Mm, You've got Mail – While You Were Sleeping, another Sandra Bullock movie. Uh Um, Right. Love that movie. Serendipity, John Cusack. uh, That's a. Love that movie. Even The American President. um, Oh, yeah. Although I wouldn't. It's kind of on the border. They call it a romantic comedy. I don't. Yeah, there's humor in it, but it's not like really strong humor. But that was such a great movie. Yeah,
0: it was. Yeah.
1: And to do, to, to going back further, When Harry Met Sally, of course, um, uh, Runaway Bride, most of the Julia Roberts movies of the past, I was a big fan of those, um, Love Actually, yeah. Meet the Parents was, uh, was such a great movie, so funny.
0: You know, one of the movies that surprised me that um, I've, I've talked to several people about it, and they're like, that's not a romantic comedy. I'm like, but it is a romantic comedy, is
1: Red. Red. Wait, is that the Morgan Freeman one?
0: That's Morgan Freeman, Bruce Willis, um, uh, Mary Louise Parker, Helen Mirren. Um, oh, who was the other gentleman? He played... In X-Men, he was Stryker, like the older gentleman, Stryker. And, um, oh, who else? Anyway, it's Bruce Willis's character is, is completely in love with Mary Louise Parker. And he's a retired uh, special ops. And he keeps calling because she's in the, the, um, the help center for his checks, because since he worked for the government, and he's like, my check didn't come. And we see him burning his check. She's like, oh, again, you know. And so they've they've established this relationship back and forth over the phone. And then um, someone puts a hit out on him. So he realizes they've been monitoring his phone calls. So he goes to get her to uh, protect her. And the whole time that's what he's doing. Um, and then you bring in these characters like Morgan Freeman and John Malkovich and Carl um, Urban plays the, the CIA operative. Trying to get, trying to locate him. He's not the one. He's putting the head out on him. Um, so it's just, it's this. But the whole point is him keeping her safe. Um, and she's just I, I one of those people, that that super bored. I, yeah, yeah. And it was just absolutely adorable. I don't know if I ever saw ever after. That one. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. And it's God, it's funny. It is so funny. Uh, there's a point where you know she's meeting all his friends, all of whom have been hired. Killers and you know done all this crazy stuff, and um, they finally meet Helen Mirren, and she says, you know, are you here to kill me? He's like, no, and um, because he's been wounded, and so he goes to her to for help, and um, she, Mary Louise Parker is like, what do you do? She's like, Helen Mirren says, I kill people, dear, and she's like, oh, okay, <laughs> like by now it's it's just what it is, you know, that's the life, um, but she's been reading these fantastical crazy romance novels and so she's just like my life is incredibly boring and I'm just reading these stupid books to for any sort of excitement in my life and then here he comes so um it was it's just so much fun such a fun movie so definitely if you haven't watched it but I I'll, I'll have to check
1: it out I don't I don't think I ever saw it I'll have to check it out
0: yeah it's pretty cute and then of course your classics romancing the stone um is another great one And um, oh oh gosh, there's so many, um, so many different movies that just every time they're on, I'm like, oh God, now I can't go to sleep. So while you, I mean, um, Sleepless in Seattle, that was another one. That was wonderful.
1: Yeah, we've definitely seen seen that one. You know, what's interesting about that film because I I've enjoyed that that movie. Many times, and I, I always think about it when it's labeled as a romantic comedy. I, I always think, you know, how much humor was really in that movie?
0: I think there were some really good. I don't. I don't think the, there was. The message was, was I, There were a
1: couple of cute scenes. What's mm-hmm. that?
0: I think. I think it's you. You're right. It's probably more of a dramedy, in the sense of um, they're dealing with some some heavy topics. You know, that he him being a widower and missing his wife um and trying to reestablish a life with his son. Uh, but yeah, I think that it's it's more of a I don't know if it'd be romantic comedy versus more of a uh get tugs at your heart more. Um because you know, they don't meet till the end. For sorry, anybody who hasn't seen it because they don't. But I mean, it's worth watching the journey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you spoiler you I mean, it's only I been around did. for how many years has that movie been out?
0: 20 Almost 20 years. More than, yeah, at least 20 years, yeah. because it was in the early 90s, right?
1: Mm, I don't remember. I I just, uh, but I do think of that about, about that often. That uh, you know, I think it's listed on a lot of romantic comedy lists, and I've even mm-hmm. done a couple of polls online when I was getting doing a contest, or I, I'd say name your favorite romantic comedy and almost always sleepless in Seattle would come up for somebody. And it always pops in my mind. Is it really a romantic comedy? I'm not saying it's a, you know, Mm -hmm. I love the movie, but I don't know if it's really a romantic comedy though. Yeah. I think it's more of a a dramedy. I I think, uh, I think you're right.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean like under the Tuscan sun, I love that movie, but it's more of a women's fiction type story because
1: she does,
0: you know, she does end up with a happily ever after, but it's just not the one we were all expecting for her. Um, Yeah. You know, there's, and, and it's, it's wonderful, you know, Chocolat for sure is, but, um, you know, you have, I mean, all sorts of, all sorts of them that just um, are just absolutely delightful and fun. You know, 10 Things I Hate About You, that's a classic, Kiss Me Kate. Or Taming of the Shrew. Yeah. Um, you know, and I love that one. I thought it was a wonderful take on on um, um, Taming of the Shrew. I, and every time I see uh, that story, um, I think of my daughter who I had gotten these kids' versions of Shakespeare books. And she's like, well, I'm going to read Romeo and Juliet because um, everyone's talking about it. And she was about fourth grade. And I said, okay. And so she, she came to me about halfway through it and handed it back. And she said, these kids are stupid. I don't want to read it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and I said, okay, that's fair. And she said, can I have a different one? And so I gave her Taming of the Shrew. And I said, this is, this, mm. these are these uh, modern-day adaptations of this story. Um, she liked it much better. Obviously, a lot less people died in Taming of the Shrew. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but they were pretty rotten to each other, but, you know, the time period was such a, you know, it's kind of how it went, I guess. Um, so you are working on your new books, and then, um, but what are you reading? What do you read for inspiration? What's on your
1: to-be-read Um, Let me see. What I'm reading right now is, um, okay, let me see if I can remember the title correctly it's um my big fat fake wedding by lauren landish
0: Mhm.
1: and that right now uh if you look on amazon it's it's one of the top 20 books in the world right now it's actually at okay. number 20 um i mean i typically read what I write because I like Mm -hmm. I I love romantic comedy so much I'm always looking for a romance with humor not always do I find something sometimes I'll, I'll skip over into something else but for the most part I'm always looking for something like that
0: and it's interesting that you do because a lot of times people say they don't read what they write so just because it's a different a different thought process but you read it as for inspiration as well as just escapism.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just love, I love romance with humor so much that I crave it. I mean, even on, you know, each week we look at the, the movie listings on Hallmark and on Netflix and on Amazon prime. And I'm, I'm looking for, I'm just hoping <laughs> uh, that a uh, you know a new romantic comedy is coming out. I see like you know next next week there's a new one on Netflix, the mm-hmm. the night before Christmas, but night with a right. with a K. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a time travel you know uh, Christmas movie, and so that you know I have that on my calendar. That hey next week we're gonna watch that. But so I'm always looking right. for fun, uplifting more on the positive side, stories, romance with some humor. That's, that's my thing. And I have an author friend who writes cozy mysteries and Mm -hmm. um, and some people have told me that I, that I should write them because they're, they're a lot of fun and they have a lot of humor and she, she does very well with them. And uh, I asked her if, she could recommend some of her favorite cozy mysteries that I could check out. Mm-hmm. And she goes, she said, Oh God, I don't read them. <laughs> said, no, I, I there's, I, I won't even go close. I won't ever read a book in my genre Um, hmm. because it's too, she says she gets too much in her head and it's too much of a distraction. And then she starts comparing her books to other books in the same genre. So she has never read, uh, she writes cozy mysteries full time, but has ne- have never read a cozy mystery before. <laughs> she does really well. Oh wow! But it's funny.
0: Wow. Huh. Well, I mean, I guess I mean you know everybody's got their own method to their madness. So yeah, I mean I could see people doing that. But if you do need um, list of cozy mysteries, I can send you a few. And then whoever's listening, throw down your cozy because. Rich is looking for cozy mysteries um to uh to do some research on to see if we can you know see if he wants to venture into that genre
1: there so
0: <laughs> so will yeah, you be I've going had, I've to had a, uh, a, yeah.
1: a few a few authors uh, mentioned yeah. that I that I should try getting into that they they said I would be good at it but I don't know Too much about it I know that usually In the first chapter There's a body somewhere And then then the amateur sleuth Has to solve the crime Um, But uh, I'll have to read a few And check it out
0: There's some delightful ones I actually had on a a TV book segment uh, A couple of months ago It was Octobers Uh, They talked about a, a whole list of them And they were themed So like you had Blueberry cobbler mystery And then you had one That was like Cafe mocha and um, I mean, it's just really fun to see the different themes that people throw in there, um, and it just kind of tie it all together. So one was set in a bookstore, and one was set in a like a coffee shop and a bakery, and you had you know these all these really fun one source books has a ton of them as well uh, with different authors. So it's there's yeah there's a lot to read. So I have no doubt that you will find plenty of material to uh, do your research with. Cool. <laughs> well, I wanted to thank you so so much for coming and seeing us today and talking to us about your stuff. And I cannot wait until your next release. It will be a lot of fun. Do you think it'll be probably by summer for next year?
1: Uh it'll be before that. Uh I'm um I'm hoping I'll have another release by um by March March or March or April. We'll we'll see.
0: Okay. Wonderful. Well, if you're looking for Rich, he is online at Rich, He is also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can find him there and ask him about his books and ask him about what's coming up, and he's got a newsletter and all sorts of really cool, fun stuff, as well as all of that is in the links. The links are in the write-up of the show today. So thank you again, Rich, for coming and talking to us.
1: Thanks, Patricia. Always a pleasure talking with you. Absolutely. We'll see you soon. Everybody, keep on reading.
0: This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle.